Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Ken Hatfield, the former head coach for the University of Arkansas Razorbacks and Clemson and Rice and uh, also the uh, All-American punt returner that led the Hogs to the national championship and proud to call him my coach. Good morning, Coach Hatfield. How are you today? I'm fine, David. Y'all all sound like y'all up and at them early too. Got to bring the juice, Coach. Got to bring it. You know, it's first day of school. <laughs> first day of school. Everybody's dragging a little bit, so we got to we got to give the yeah. uh, got to give that pep talk. Uh, it's that is that time of year. Remember back in the day, Coach, where we was talking about the uh, you didn't start school till like September one after uh, the Jerry Lewis telethon. No, it, uh, yeah, is it, yes, yeah, it was Jerry yeah. Lewis. Yeah, yeah. But now, boy, they're starting mid August. Crazy, isn't it? It is. It is, especially the weather we've been having this time of year anyway. And I don't remember it ever being anything like that. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they're just getting smarter. It takes them longer to learn what we learned <laughs> in a shorter period of time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's right, Coach. I think a lot of people are pointing out back when we were in school, we didn't have air conditioning. So that's why <laughs> that, we went, that, that's why that we went all the true. way to September. Yeah. Uh, I did want to ask, Coach, um, just to get you on for a minute, just memories uh, of what it was like. You know, the rules have changed so much, Coach, where, you know, we would do during my era, you would do two-a-days, you would do, you know, I think we'd go maybe three days or four days without pads or three days, and then we go full pads. And, uh, of course, nowadays, you don't even have two-a-days, you have one-a-days. And then I was just wondering, what was it like, what was camp like back in those days under Coach Brules? What was? What do you recall about fall camp going into the season back in the day? Well, the one thing that was different, I think, there uh, in our days when we were playing, it's pretty much all kids worked outside jobs all summer. Right. So pretty much they were acclimated uh, to the weather, you know, the time you started going outside. I, I remember in high school, David, we didn't even get water. Yes. It was illegal. You, you <laughs> thought you were so soft. They'd pour salt tablets in you like crazy. and But you actually got no water. I remember I'd be the first guy to practice in Helena to sprint to the shower just so I get some water. Isn't that, and, is that uh, crazy? Golly. It, it is. Until they had it, and then we finally got to uh, Arkansas, and they said there's going to be a little bit more heat. We still didn't get water, <laughs> but they'd give you an ice break. And so they'd have some ice. you go over and put some ice, you know, in your hand, and you suck on it. That way they thought you'd get a little bit of moisture, but it wouldn't just gulp you down and fill you up. Man, I used to fill my helmet, my jock strap, and everything with ice in those days. Yeah, it's funny. They had ice. I put put it everywhere you could get it in those days. You know, it's <laughs> funny you tell that story. Roger was looking at me nodding because I've always told that story back in 78, 79. When I was down yeah. in Panama City, Florida, we did the exact same thing. Go grab a handful of ice, suck on the ice. Yeah. That's the only water you get. Of course, well, Coach, when you did that, though, as a, as a player, when you became a coach, did did you think about it back then? That's just the way it always was. Did you go, oh my, I can't do that. I remember how horrible it was for us. We've got to change it. Or was it just, that's just part of the deal? It, it was just part of the deal. I mean, you did. Uh, certainly the main thing we always did was talk to the trainers about uh, the weather and what we were Experiencing and then certain people, but it, it was because of acclimation. I don't not remember. I only remember one guy having a heat stroke when I played, and mm. it was kind of after practice up in the dorm one night. We were eating at the dining hall, and he just got uh, real clammy. And I remember that's the only time they just 
knocked everything off the uh, training table and put him on there, and then they just iced him down with all the ice <laughs> to it. Yes. And that was the only time we ever had that. Hmm. And uh, if you remember, David, uh, when we got here in 84, that was the days when the Southeastern uh, Southwest Conference was playing an 11 o'clock game once a week. Yep. And so we actually practiced three times during wow. that time. We Good had Lord. the morning practice, and then we'd come back out about 11 o'clock in short and go through about an hour just to acclimate, uh, feel like what the weather was going to be like at noon kickoff. Then we'd come back in the afternoon. So, And I remember down there, I don't know if you do too, boy, the first day we did that at noon, the heat coming off that artificial yep. turf yep. and underneath, I mean, just burned your feet, <laughs> come all the way up through your shoes. It was so dark. But we were going to play at 11 o'clock. So we had to practice during that time, too. I, ju- I just, uh, by the way, if you just joined the show, we've got Coach Ken Hatfield with us. Coach, I just, I was telling Roger and the guys about that the other day. As you would walk down that ramp, yeah. uh, the Frank Broyles, those ramps, you could see the, 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 the it looked like a, a yeah. microwave, about eight foot tall of the, of the vapors <laughs> coming up. It was like walking into an oven. Um, I did it was. Go, yeah, I did want to go back and ask, Coach, because I'm sure we've asked you this over the years you've been asked, but it's been a long time since I've asked you. What was it like to come back? You know, you were at Air Force, and I mentioned, you know, Arkansas Clemson Rice. I didn't mention Air Force where you were the head coach, where Coach Brules hired you. What was it like when Coach Brules called you and said, hey, Ken, I want you to come back uh, and be the head coach here? Obviously, what you achieved as a player. How, how cool was that phone call or was it just that whole process and to be able to come back to Arkansas? Well, I hadn't planned on it. We had just uh, beaten Ole Miss at Air Force uh, down in the Independence Bowl, and uh, – We'd won 10 games that year, and I was back home. The athletic director and I had been talking about it, and I told him I didn't want to leave Air Force. I liked everything there, and I said, I want to stay. The only thing I would do is that I would deserve the right if Arkansas ever called for some reason the right to talk to them at that time, which is pretty much what John Clune, the AD there, and I had agreed on. And uh, after the bowl game right there, Probably in a week or two, there was a change. You know, got the call uh, to come and visit and uh, see what like today. And so that's what it did. We we went back and uh, had a visit for about two or three days, and uh, then everything worked out. Coach, well, then when you had that agreement with the AD at Air Force and that. How did that come about? Had you talked to Frank, and, and Frank always told you, hey, one of these days we'll get you back and get some experience, or did you have the forethought ahead to go, yeah. if I ever get to be a head coach in Arkansas, I've got to set that out? Well, I, I, I know the only thing I did, I, I mean, I loved coaching. I loved the Air Force Academy because they took a chance on an assistant coach, and Bill Parcells and I were together, and he left to go to the pros after only one year, and I'd only been there one year as offensive coordinator, yet I got the job, and uh, I appreciated them and the gamble they took. Because I mean, it was, you know, we started off Air Force, we won two, then we won two and tied one, then we won four, then we won eight, and then ten. So I mean, we had a program there and a good staff and good support of recruiting nationwide, and things had gotten better, and I knew how important. Uh, Football was to the mission of the Air Force Academy, and had started when I was back at West Point in 1966-67 of learning those things. So I knew how the mission of the academy and football were tied hand in hand. 
And so I enjoyed the opportunity, you know, of there so much. But I did. I just, you know, I said I planned and really had planned to be there for a long time because I did not think anything was going to come open at Arkansas. And now Coach Brawls and I had never really talked uh, anything about possible coming back or anything like that. I think, if anything, Coach Brawls and Keith Jackson those days, you know, were doing the games. And right. I think they kept up with I, I especially that year, uh, the year before we had defeated Notre Dame the first time we'd ever beaten them out at Air Force. Wow. And, and then back back. Uh, the next year we played them up there in South Bend and beat them up there 23-22. Unbelievable. So I, I think that was kind of the, the following I think those Bulls had on, you know, what the teams are doing of some of these former players. Yeah, listen, I can hear uh, Ken, are you ready to come home? Are you ready to come back to Arkansas? We need you. With the program needs you back. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I, rem- I remember. Listen, I remember not, 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 I not only beating Notre Dame, you know, at home, but to go and beat them at yeah. Notre Dame. Uh, right. What an unbelievable – of course, you're right. That, I think that solidified everything. We were talking earlier, Coach. You know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm honored and I'm, you know, not that I wanted to see it go through, but I think it was a, a cool deal for me to be able to see two different staffs. You know, Coach Holtz was the one who recruited right. me uh, in two different, two different approaches, <laughs> two different approaches, you know, with assistants and all that and personalities and the way you do business. Both can be successful, but but it was different. And uh, but I always say, you know, the uh, to me. There's got to be a fear factor. I've always said that. You know, there was a fear factor with Coach Holtz, and there was a fear factor with you. And the fear factor, not so much that, you know, that you're going to come, you know, chew my butt out. It's more that you have an intensity that you're expecting me to be great. You're expecting me to give great effort. And if you don't, uh, you're either going to be disappointed, you're, you're going to sit me down or whatever. And, 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 and you were intense about that. And so even though your style may be a little bit different in the way you dealt with players and Coach Holtz, I think that fear factor, that intensity, that expectation, the expectation to be great is there. And I think, you know, that's what it was able to make us get better and better when you guys came to Arkansas. Well, David, I think the most important thing we had is I can still remember in, in uh, War Memorial Stadium, the first game, we played Ole Miss that year. And I just remember uh, when we stood there that I wanted every player in that locker room to enjoy the same thrills that I'd enjoyed as a player 20-something years earlier. And knowing that when you go out in that stadium that everybody in the state uh, is pulling for you, is giving you a- extra energy. And uh, I knew what it meant for just to have the pride of wearing that helmet running out on the field, and I wanted you and everybody to experience that. And uh, that was the most important thing, because I knew if you experienced it, you'd play your best. Oh, wow. And lo and behold, it was a wild game. As you do remember, it's the only game we ever had uh, all the years I was here was the Ole Miss. We tied. That's the only terrible. time we ever had a tie. It's terrible. Coach, I remember thinking it was terrible. It's like, yeah. we got to walk off the field with a darn tie. And i tell you what else I remember about that uh, game, Coach. You may you may not even remember this. I've told the story on the show before. So I'm, yeah. call, I'm calling the signals in the defense. And about, yeah. uh, about midway through the first half, I hear this. And then it would quiet down, and I'm looking. What? It's like, what's going on? The wave. It was the first time the wave had somehow made it, and so I would. It was so loud that I was actually. I said, "Hold on, guys," and I'd let it sort of pass by, and then I would get the the signal. But yeah, I remember how it just it just was just left an empty feeling to have that uh, uh, that game. But I tell you, one of my other games. You know, I always talk about the uh, 
the Bo Jackson game, the, the Auburn game. I remember <laughs> I remember they, they, yeah. looked, they looked at us. They quoted in the paper the next day that they looked at us. There's no way those guys are going to be able to stop us because they're undersized. But, man, I tell you, we flew around. We were well coached by Coach Goldsmith. And they might have had about t- ten first-round draft choices. But we, we held them to their lowest output of the entire year that year. And I think that was the attitude. It didn't matter. You know, if you were undersized, is how hard you played. And the other thing, we did have we did have great players. You look at guys like Steve Atwater and Greg Lasker and Wayne Martin and Tony Cherico and Nick Miller uh, mm. and, and James Rouse and, and uh, all those mm. kind of guys. Brad Taylor, James Shebest. But we had some we had some playmakers. Oh, we always did. They always had some playmakers, and that was the beauty of Arkansas of coming here. You knew that you had the undying support of everybody in this state and every graduate that ever graduated wherever they were. I don't think there's any other place that you can go overseas or anywhere that if you're not in a restaurant and someone starts calling the halls, you'll have 10 other people jump up and know how to do it, too. So <laughs> it, it's a it's a, a worldwide uh, phenomenon. And, you are, David, you're part of a great, great defense now with good people, and you're the only time. I, uniqueness the first year in 84, we lost two first conference games. And uh, I still remember telling you in the locker room afterwards, I said, no team has ever won the yep. Southwest Conference with two losses. And I said, we're going to be, win- we're going to win it this year with two losses. And we're down to one play of winning it against SMU. We would have been in the Cotton Bowl after Unreal. that time. But That's right. you played so well together and you made it happen. And, and you did. You played like fighting Razorbacks the whole team. It, it was a fun year. That's a fact. That's a fight in Razorbacks. We hear Houston Nutt always talk about there's only one Razorback. And I remember you, Coach, always talking uh, or always throwing out the fight in Razorbacks. I didn't know about that prior to that, but it was because of uh, where you came from that uh, I heard about the fight in Razorbacks. I want to ask you this. Now, I know things change, and we all evolve and try to do those sort of things. But when you were coaching and Frank Broyles was uh, uh, still looming over everybody and and, and the whole program, there was no chance of playing an in-state school. Did you ever feel different, and do you feel different about that now? Would you play in A-State or UCA or wherever, as opposed to going to Oklahoma State, Tulsa, and that sort of thing? Well, at that time, uh, Arkansas State at that time uh, went to the, the uh, Congress down there in Little Rock, where they were meeting there, tried to force us to play them no matter what, which didn't work. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was the right time because – we were in a unique situation of having the whole state pull for us uh, in the Southwest Conference, and all the other schools were in other conferences. So there, w- there was not any real reason where to, to make a situation where you had to choose between any kind of fight at that day. And, and I think that's Coach Boyle's feeling. Staying united and keep your focus and attention on Southwest Conference and the Cotton Bowl. Because those days, one of the real keys was being good enough and winning your conference to play on a January 1 bowl game, which was the Cotton Bowl, because that was really the, when you played other teams from other sections, that's when you hit your national ranking in those days. So we did not think that was in the best interest to do it. And uh, so, and each one is just a matter, I think, scheduled now. We've added a couple more games, so right. it's certainly – uh, can help some other people's budgets, I think, and still play sometimes. And I think we've had that. I, I don't think there's anything wrong uh, with playing them today with the 12 teams now and uh, the way things are set up. But, hey, 
Arkansas has got uh, big fish when you're in the SEC week in, week out. Mm-hmm. So you got to do what you got to do to uh, be able to compete in this league, too, which uh, I-, I believe in uh, Hunter Yurichek and what they're doing and believe in Coach Pittman and the staff are fun to see and watch them work. And uh, the players play so hard for those guys, and that's all you can ask for is they play like fighting race back all the time, which they do. So that, that's what you have to give them the best chance in this competitive league like it is. And uh, they're fun to watch, and I, I, I totally believe in them, David. We're visiting with Ken Hatfield uh, on the Hodges Glass, Little Rock Glass Hotline. Yeah, last thing, Coach. Yeah, I was wondering how much – uh, you're obviously retired now, enjoying life. And I just, how much, how many games do you try to catch of the Razorbacks? Do you try to catch one every week or every few weeks? And do you go in person? Yeah, I know you live up there in Northwest Arkansas. And you mentioned uh, Sam Pittman. Just some thoughts about him. You know, he, he he says this is his last stop. Got him a lake house down in Hot Springs. Just talk about maybe <laughs> how he fits here and uh, if you could. <laughs> yes, I think uh, Sam has done a great job and he did find a home going up uh, as he did over in Oklahoma, being so close to the program of seeing and recognizing something unique about it. It's probably the same thought process Coach Broyles had when he went yeah. from Missouri and came back here years ago. That Coach Pittman felt the same way, you know, once he got back here in the modern day time. And, uh, and I think he exudes that when he stands in front of the players and talks to them about being a fighting Razor back. And uh, he believes it, and I think the players believe it. They play, play their hearts out for him. So that's all you can ask for this day of competitiveness, and I look forward to the season every year. Uh, I've enjoyed watching them in bowl games. We go to all the home games, and then uh, we'll go try to go to one away game, just depending where it is, uh, trying to take the trip. But we're, we've had season tickets, and Cindy's had them a long time, too. Cindy. Then he used to sit on the hill even back there when uh, we played so many years ago. So we've got our roots right there on the hill, so we'll be there all the time. Yeah, if anybody, Roger, if anybody can appreciate the progression of what the stadium sure. looks like now to when when you were there, Coach, the where where the complex is that used to be called the Brewers Complex, may still be called. That was that was a gr- grass berm, right? It was a circle. Right on the on the that, is that the, that would have been the north the yeah that would have been on the north end right south end was right. always open you didn't have a deck on either side you had the press box in sixty four right on the on the on the west side right we had that and we had a full track around the football stadium too I I did There's not tra- that I, was our track yeah wow I, I did not remember that that's yeah. a, that's a, that's a new one to me I had had no idea wow. about that in my mind's eye now I'm seeing Coach Brules and his daughter walking off of of uh, uh, after a game, game. yeah and maybe being yep. on that track well I remember you know when that's I was right. there coach you know we added in '85 it was your second year added the double deck on the press box side which again at that time that I think they kicked us up to. 55,000. And what's crazy, Coach, is it hard to believe in the 80s we didn't have lights. And that you would think in the 80s That's we'd have had lights by then. That's where we would play in Little Rock more often. Uh, and, the, and, the, and the size of the stadium was equal to the War Memorial. We're, we're the sure. same. So it was more advantageous to go to Little Rock. Isn't that a crazy? That was in the 80s. Well, that was in the 80s, and it still was unique for, for anything. And uh, and one one reason is because those Highway 71 was yeah. the only way to get up here. Yeah, and that yeah. was tough. And the other thing, because of that, there were were not enough. If they believe it, there wasn't enough motels and hotels around here to house everybody to spend the night. 
So you had to play uh, afternoon games in Fayetteville to give folks a chance to, to get over the mountain, you know, once the game was over and go back home to their place. And so it, it made it easier, really, on the fans when we would go to Little Rock to play down there because then after a night game, everybody could go back in the state and still get home in time to get up to go to church on Sunday. But that was just the way it was, you know, and uh, – we used to go down and spend the night in Hot Springs on Friday, work out on Friday afternoon, and then go to the game and play the game on Saturday. And It was a great uh, welcoming because on Saturday when you go into War Memorial, the, the fans and the cars would just line up on the side and be honking and everything on the bus all the way from Hot Springs to uh, War Memorial Stadium. So I guarantee you, you fired up ready to play when you played in those days. Listen, I can see those cars now lined up. I can see them on 70, and I can see them all in the back window of their cars with their stickers. Uh, with, those, the, the, with the Mama Razorback and the little piglets right behind it running all that. Coach, last question for me, Coach, and that's based on what we just talked about, and that is all things being equal, access to Fayetteville as good as it is right now and, and, and back and forth on the highway. Would you keep any Razorback games here in Little Rock? As long as the stadium is up to a par on what your opponents that you're playing, you know, would expect and everything. And uh, and now with the uh, larger uh, squad sizes, back in the early days, uh, you know, we only had squad size about 33 players because everybody played both ways for a long time. So you didn't need big locker rooms. Uh, and then when they had to bring the stadium up to par playing an SEC game, that was the important uh the consideration of playing down there in Little Rock, sure. uh, being sure that uh, you did what the SEC wanted you to do uh, for your visitors that are coming in there. As long as they do that, I love playing in Little Rock and consider playing there all the time because there's nothing greater than the tradition of going to War Memorial Stadium. And you well know, too, one of the greatest games ever played down there was with Andre Ware in yeah. Houston and Quinn Grovey. Uh, outdueling him, people don't realize we're getting ready to play Houston. We lost to Texas the week before, and Andre Ware at beat Tulsa. They scored 92 points on <laughs> Tulsa the week before. Crazy. Andre Ware threw for 771 yards in one game, not the whole career, in one stinking game. <laughs> and uh, you, you can remember the excitement in Little Rock of everybody and. The first minute and a half, there were three scores in the game, and yet uh, Quinn outdueled Andre Ware, the Heisman Trophy winner. So everybody in the state uh, remembers that, and there, there's some great memories in both stadiums for sure. But I think as long as they'll keep the stadium in good condition, I think they'll always continue to play down there every year. Wow. Well, Coach, well, thanks for jumping on with us. We're excited that uh, we continue to be able to honor you at the Little Rock Touchdown Club with the Ken Hatfield Sportsmanship Award. David Cutcliffe, a guy I know that you're familiar yeah. with, and uh, Class yes, Act will be speaking uh, that day. We honor yeah. the uh, young man across Central Arkansas who may not be the superstars, but uh, do an yeah. unbelievable job being a great sportsman with their, with their teams. I know you'd be happy about that. I am, David. I, I'm going to congratulate you. I mean, there's nobody in America – it has a greater lineup of speakers, uh, interesting speakers from different views coming in than you were able to line up this year. You just you outdo yourself each and every year, so you're gonna make a standard. It's gonna be hard to beat that this year. So <laughs> it is. You're, you're it's right. It's gonna be a lot of fun for the people, and I, I appreciate all your hard work in doing it. You're making. 
big, big difference for the whole state of Arkansas, David. Coach, thank you so much. I appreciate you and appreciate right, you spending a few minutes with us. Have a great day. Go Hogs. Okay. See you all later. Thanks, Thanks Coach. Coach Ken Hatfield.